word nerds. Hello, word nerds. It's me. It's your boy, Spencer. How you doing? I'm hosting this podcast called The Dictionary. Thank you for joining me. Uh, today, I'm recording this on May 31st at 7 a.m. I'm in my work office, and uh, we are going to talk about some words. So, the first word is <laughs> earwax. One word, E-A-R-W-A-X. Noun from the 14th century. This is... You Do you know, do you know what this is? I'll tell you. It is the yellow waxy secretion from the glands of the external ear. And it is called also cerumen. C-E-R-U-M-E-N. Um, let's see. Let's look at the picture of the ear, which I haven't recorded yet. Glands, glands, glands. Mm, I'm not seeing anything that says glands, but somewhere around there, there are some glands that create this waxy, waxy substance. Um, so, oh, we, we got to talk about this a bit. So, you know, they say don't put any... Um, don't put any, like, Q-tips or things in your ears to try to clean out the wax. Uh, it's not, it's not really gonna do the best job. You gotta be super careful if you're going to. It could very easily push the wax further in. Uh, it could, if you go too far, you could injure something. Uh, I believe when I was in college, I actually did do something. I don't know, ever since, because I was using a Q-tip... And I think I maybe pushed the earwax in because ever since then, it has been very, very easy for my ears to get a really bad buildup of earwax. And so periodically, I got to use that wax softener and flush it out. And I've had had to have a couple of doctors and stuff flush it out. Um, so you got to be careful with that stuff. And what what is the point of this? Is it is it there to, to trap... Um, insects from going in. Maybe if you got some uh, some earwax in there, maybe an maybe the next word, the earwig, will go in and be like, no, I don't want to go. There's too much earwax. I'm gonna get out of here. Or is it like if um, uh, foreign particles? It'll trap maybe foreign particles so they don't go further than the earwax and they don't go into the inner ear. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Everybody's got it. And, uh, you know, we just got to deal with it. Uh, you know, sometimes it just uh, just sort of sits there on the outside. You don't know it's there. Somebody's got to tell you. It can get all dry and weird. And so, you know, it's, just, it's, a, it's a weird thing that we have to deal with. And I think that a lot of people are like, get rid of it, get rid of it. But it's there as a natural thing. It's there for a reason. So maybe you leave it. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about earwax, and it smells gross, doesn't it? Um, I'm sure everybody smells differently. Uh, should we put a link in the show notes for earwax? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so be careful with the whole Q-tip situation, and uh, clean out your ears in a more natural way. Don't be sticking nothing in there. All right, the sound effect is going to be blech. The next word is the first form of earwig. One word, noun from before the 12th century. Any of numerous insects 
having slender, many-jointed antennae and a pair of cerci resembling forceps at the end of the body. I, I don't specifically remember the word cerci. I mean, I, I sort of remember talking about it. Sounds familiar, but I don't really remember what it is exactly. So I'm going to just do a quick check back on that. Um, but yeah, these, these things... Oh, and of course, I go to the page of Centipede, which is not, not entirely different from an earwig, another one of those gross-looking things. Um, Circe. Now, okay, so circus. Circus. This is uh, either of a pair of simple or segmented appendages at the posterior end of various arthropods that usually act as a sensory organ. Uh, and so, yeah, these are things that are sticking off. They're like antennae, but it, these are on the back, the butt end of the earwig, because they also have antennae. And they are from the order Dermaptera. Dermaptera. Hmm. Hmm. That makes me think of lots of things. Um, so, so, uh, oh yeah, I mean, who hasn't seen one of these and were like, I want to get as far away from that as possible, and I don't want it in my ear. Why is it called earwig? Let's talk about that. Uh, it is from the Middle English, earwig, from Old English, earwiga, from ear, with an extra E at the end, which means ear, plus wiga, which means insect. Hmm. So, so I always was very curious about wig. What? Wig? 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 What? What's wig? Wig. So it's insect. Ear insect. Oh, that's even better. Ear insect. So it was this literally like it would get into your ear, into your ear. They would find it in ears. Why? Why are we bringing ears into this thing? It's so slender, it could easily just slip into your ear and just hang out there for a while, and nobody wants that, so maybe put on some earplugs. Ugh, I'm gonna have nightmares. <sighs> Moving on. Blech, that makes me feel blech. The second form of earwig. This one is a transitive verb from 1837. To annoy or attempt to influence by private talk. Uh, so you are annoying people with your private talk or you're attempting to influence them with your private talk. You're trying to, you're trying to get into their head, talking and saying things. You're, you're earwigging them. Don't you, don't you be earwigging me, you earwig. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, really familiar with this one. It's from 1837. That's almost 200 years ago. I don't know if we use this one much. Blech. Ear witness. One word. Noun from 1594. One who overhears something. Especially one who gives a report on what has been heard. So they heard a thing. Ooh, they heard a couple people talking by the water fountain what were they saying Ooh, i'm listening i'm listening in to your conversation i'm an ear witness i'm witnessing what you're saying with my ears and then i'm gonna report on what i heard which is what you said i also i have not heard of ear witness 1594 
over 400 years ago. Is this, do we use this in the legal world still, ear witness? I heard with my own two ears that they said they were going to go steal a cow. Yeah. Earworm, one word, noun from 1802. One, the synonym is corn earworm. I, I, I vaguely remember this. Is it literally a worm that's going to get into the ears of corn? Two, a song or melody that keeps repeating in one's mind. Oh, I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me. It just happened to me on Saturday. Uh, there was a song where we were doing a recording for the movie that we're making called Unplugged. You can go check it out on IMDb. It's not available yet, but someday it will be. Uh, we were recording some music stuff, and uh, one of the songs got stuck in my head. And so before I started recording, I said, I said to myself, Spencer, Spencer, what are, what are some good earworm songs? Because I think I need to remind people of these earworm songs. So I brought up a list on good old Google, of a whole list of earworms. In fact, there's an article here. Well, it's a little old, but from 2016, uh, the most addictive earworm was Queen's We Will Rock You. Boom, boom, tsh, boom, boom, tsh. We will, we will rock you. Wow. Uh, okay, I'm just going to list some of these songs. Uh, I won't sing them all, um, but I hope that they get stuck in your ears. We've got, in no particular order probably, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Uh, this song, this this song and me, we go way back. We, we, got, we got our special relationship. Uh, Karma Chameleon from Culture Club. Karma, 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 chameleon. Don't stop believing from Journey. Oh, this the whole world loves this song. Don't stop believing. I'm gonna be 500 miles. Is this the one? And I would walk 500 miles. I think it's that one. Never gonna give you up. Oh boy, this song, Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up. Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men. Who let the dogs out? Who, who, who? We are the champions. I think this one goes goes with We Will Rock You, right? We are the champions. I don't know how much I can uh, sing a lot of these songs. A lot of these songs I might not know. The Final Countdown by Europe. This is uh, this is a Job song in Arrested Development, right? Oh, I'm trying to think of how that goes. Uh, ooh, it's in my head, but I can't think of it. Uh... Ooh, it's um, it's the final countdown. Okay, beat it. Come on. Boom. No, I was thinking of Billie Jean. Beat it. Beat it. Of course, I'm gonna. I wanna. I wanna promote Weird Al's Eat It instead. Um, we'll just let's quickly go through these. All about that bass by Megan Trainer. I do know that song. All about that bass, about that bass, a good song. Uh, Ruby by Kaiser Chiefs. I'm not sure if I know that one. YMCA by the Village People. Gangnam Style, Gangnam Style by Psy. That song was a huge, huge internet thing over 10 years ago. United States of Pop. Oh, that says DJ Earworm, so maybe that's not an earworm. They just Google was like, Earworm, it says Earworm. 
Can't Get You Out of My Dot Dot Dot, Probably Mind by Kylie Minogue. Time Warp by the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a good one. Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. California Girls by Katy Perry. Hey Ya by Outcast. Hey Ya, Hey Ya. Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Oh boy, the list goes on. Mbop by Hanson. Any other good ones here? Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Bega. Oh, don't you forget about me. The Macarena. Cotton Eye Joe. All right. I think I talked about that way long enough. I just wanted to give you some songs to think about. And hopefully they will get stuck in your mind. Next word. Blech. Ease. E-A-S-E. The first of the E-A-S words. First form, noun from the 13th century. 1. The state of being comfortable as 1A. Freedom from pain or discomfort. We all want to be in a state of ease, I think. I am often not in a state of ease. There's always something going on with my body, but sometimes I can just chill and relax. 1B. Freedom from care. I don't care about anything. I am, I am at ease. 1C, freedom from labor or difficulty. So not working, not doing a thing. It's just, just ease, just ease, man, just ease. 1D, freedom from embarrassment or constraint. The synonym is naturalness, as in known for his charm and ease of manner. So he doesn't feel embarrassed. He's not constrained. Um, you know, I don't think I was always like this, but I think I'm getting to a point where I'm just pretty easy, easy talking to people. If I'm in a situation, I'm, I've gotten a lot better at just like, well, yeah, let's just let's just have. I don't care. I'm I'm not embarrassed. I'm not constrained. Let's just chat. Let's hang out. Sometimes it's hard to come up with what to talk about. But otherwise, I, th- I feel like I got some good ease. One E, an easy fit. Just fits right in there. My, f- my shoe, my foot, fits into my shoe with ease. Two, relief from discomfort or obligation. Oh, I'm so glad that I don't have that obligation anymore. I am at ease. Three, synonyms are facility and effortlessness, as in, did it with ease. It was so easy. So easy. I had no, there was no effort involved in doing that project. It was just wonderful. I I loved it so much. I had no care. Four, an act of easing or a state of being eased. And that one, let's see, an act of easing. Yeah, that's that's the verb. So that's going to be the next word. The second form of ease is a verb. Um, now we have this word easeful is an adjective. Easeful. And easefully is an adverb. And there is a phrase, a two-word phrase with a few definitions. And the phrase is, quote, at ease. I don't know why I said quote. I never do that. At ease. Okay, what does that mean? Number one, free from pain or discomfort. I am at ease. I think that's probably the most common way 
to to use this word in context. At ease, are you e ease? Yeah. Number two a, free from restraint or formality, as in, feels most at ease with old friends. I I can hang out with my old friends so easily, but new friends we haven't gotten there yet. We're not so much at ease. We have a little discomfort. To be standing silently, as in a military formation, with the feet apart, the right foot in place, and one or both hands behind the body. And this is often used as a command. Of course, if you're if you're not in the military, you have probably seen movies or TV shows where the commander of some kind yells to the people, at ease, and they have to stand at ease, which is probably not all that uh, chill and comfortable. They're, uh, they're standing silently. That's probably the big one. Uh, your feet are apart. Your right foot is in place. One or both of your hands are behind your body. It's just the most comfortable of the ways that the military people will stand. Otherwise, they have to stand very uncomfortably. I hope that this whole time you're listening to this show, you are standing at ease. This is from Anglo-French, aise, which means convenience or comfort, from the Latin word adjacens, adjacens, it looks like adjacent or adjacens, That means neighboring, and of course, adjacent means like next to or neighboring, so that makes sense. How that's really connected to ease, though, I'm not sure. And yes, there is more at the word adjacent. Hmm. Adjacent and ease. Yeah. Those words make me say yeah. The second form of ease is a verb from the 14th century, starting with transitive. We got a bunch of definitions. Number one. To free from something that pains, disquiets, or burdens. As in, trying to ease ease her of her worries. Trying to ease her of her worries. I'm trying to get rid of these worries for you so they don't burden you in any way. They don't cause you pain. Let me take away your worries. Two, to make less painful. This synonym is alleviate. As in, ease his suffering. Lots of ways that you could do that. Uh, probably if you were in a physical physical pain, suffering situation, um, morphine or other painkillers would ease the pain, the suffering. Um, but you know, it depends on what, what is causing the suffering. And can you ease the suffering? Time, if, it's, if you're like grieving over somebody's death, time is the biggest thing that will ease the suffering. 3A, to lessen the pressure or tension of, especially by slackening, lifting, or shifting, as in, ease a spring. So the spring is all tight and wound and it's being pressed and then you're like, no, I want to I wanna ease the pressure off of this spring. So whatever it is, you take off the tension, this, the slackening, you're slackening the tension, lifting up something literally so there's not not so much pressure on the spring. Lots of ways to ease the pressure. 3B, to maneuver gently or carefully, as in eased himself into the chair. 
Sometimes I feel like that's what I have to do. Uh, maybe if you're getting older, it's a lot harder to move around and to get up and you're getting weaker. And so you have to ease yourself down. Maybe somebody has to help you ease into the chair. 3C, to moderate or reduce, especially in amount or intensity, as in ease a flow. Was this like a flow, a flow of water? Yeah, maybe if there's so much water flowing out of the pipe, you got to turn it down because we don't want so much water. So we got to ease the flow. Four, to make less difficult, as in ease credit. Ease credit. What sort of credit are we talking about? And is it difficult? That's a weird example to me. 5A. To put the helm of... Ooh, to put the helm of a Lee. And the thing, the helm example would be a ship. To put the helm of a ship, a Lee or Ali. And I do not know what that means, but uh, we're, we're easing the helm of the ship in some way. And I just can't remember what Ali, Ali means. 5B. To let come back a little after having been put hard over. <laughs> yes, this is another ship or sailing word. Uh, the, the phrasing of all of this is like, it's just, it's not quite English. I think sailing isn't English. It's just some other thing. Uh, and the example of what you are letting come back a little is the helm or the rudder. So I guess if you're steering the ship, you go steer real hard to the left, and then you got it. You're like, oh, that was so much. I gotta ease back. So I gotta, I gotta bring it back a little to the right, so we don't go so hard to the left. Okay, it is intransitive time. Number one, to give freedom or relief. I let you free. I am easing the birds from the cage. Two. To move or pass slowly or easily, and this is often used with a directional word, like uh, the words over or up, as in the example, the limo eased up in front of the house. Eased up. It's just going to move up slowly. Um, what an interesting example. The limo eased up in front of the house. Why a limo? what why just it just it's just pulling up slowly the, the limo's been creeping down the block and then once it gets in front of the house it just slowly comes to a stop what a creepy limo uh number 3a to become less intense vigorous or engaged and then also just become moderate this is usually used with the words up or off, as in, told her staff to ease up a little. Come on, ease up a little bit. Don't become, please become more moderate. Don't be so intense or vigorous or engaged when you're running the food to the tables. You're, you're way too intense about that. Please ease up. The, uh, our, our patrons, our customers are like, why did the waiter come and throw the food on my table and then run away? It was, they were so intense. Uh, we have another example, a couple more. Expected the storm to ease off. Come on, storm, ease off. Uh, also, as in, again, ease up on fatty foods. 
Okay, note taken. I hope that we are all listening to this. Fatty foods, fried foods, processed foods, all those, we all should ease up on those. 3B, to apply less pressure. And this is usually used with the words up or off again, as in ease up on the accelerator. Don't put your foot all the way to the ground when you're hitting the accelerator. Just ease up, ease up, ease off, chill out. Don't, don't smash the accelerator. 3C, to act in a less harsh manner, as in, no, this is usually used with up or off again. Shocking, as in, decided to ease off on enforcement. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna enforce the rules so much. We're gonna. We're gonna let the rules bend a little bit. We're not being so harsh in this situation. Okay, that was the end of the verb ease. Now we gotta move on to easel. We just added an L to the end of the word ease. Noun from 1596. It is a frame for supporting something as an artist's canvas. And there is a picture of an easel. There's lots of different types of easels. This one is a quite large easel that sits on the floor. It's got a big square base, basically. And then there are three... Well, there's two vertical pieces coming off the square base. They come up pretty high. And then there's a couple of horizontal pieces keeping those together. And then there's another vertical piece in the center. And then there is a horizontal piece kind of in the center of everything. And uh, that is what the canvas sits on. And then that third vertical piece in the center has a little piece at the top that you can, I think, adjust up or down. And it's going to sit on top of the canvas to hold it in place up there on top. And, uh, you know, it looks like it could possibly fold up, not necessarily. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you need, you need an easel if you're going to be painting. You don't need it, but you need something to hold your canvas on. Uh, my dad has an easel. I don't know if he has one quite this intense, but he does a ton of painting. And uh, he's got a place to, he needs a place to put his canvases so, uh, ooh, maybe maybe I can get a picture of his uh, easel setup. Um, he does a lot of art, though, that doesn't really require an easel. He's been doing a lot of woodwork and wire work and stuff, so he hasn't, um, I don't think he's used his easel in that way as much as he was before, but maybe it'll come back. Uh, yeah, painting, easel, it's may make it so easy. But where does this word come from? Hmm. Hmm, interesting. It's from the Dutch word ezel. I don't know how to pronounce it. E-Z-E-L, which literally means ass. A-S-S. Also from Middle Dutch SL, akin to the old English word esol, which also means ass. Um, and it says both from a prehistoric East Germanic, West Germanic word borrowed from Latin, asinus which means ass. And oh my God, my brain is freaking out. Why? Why is easel from the word ass? Is it the ass of the painting when you've got the canvas up there? 
I mean, I think it's pretty clear, and maybe we talked about this. I got to do a quick check back. When we got to the word asshole, uh, did it mention easel? Did it mention all of this stuff? But because it seems pretty obvious now that that word came from this same etymology. Oh boy, this is this is getting super interesting. Okay, let's see. Asshole, 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 asshole. Let's say a swear a lot of times. Um, where? Here it is. Uh, there is no etymology for this word. Um, interesting, interesting. I might need to put some information in the show notes about etymology of easel and asshole and why is ass... Why, why did easel come from ass? This is so fascinating. I gotta tell my dad about this. All right. One more word. Yeah. Easement. E-A-S-E-M-E-N-T. Noun from the 14th century. One. An act or means of easing or relieving, as far as from discomfort. Two. An interest in land owned by another that entitles its holder to a specific limited use or enjoyment. Also, an area of land covered by an easement. So you can do whatever you want. You can enjoy your easement. Uh, Okay, I'm going to reread the words, and then I'm going to pick a word of the episode. We had earwax, earwig, earwig, earwitness, earworm, ease, ease, easel, and easement. Oh, this is hard because I uh, I have a very personal relationship with earwax. It's been a thing that I personally have to deal with a lot. Um, I I love and hate earworm songs. Sometimes they just get in your head, and it's so frustrating. But it's also a good catchy song. Some usually sometimes. Um, but easel easel is the thing that people use to make paintings. And it comes from the word ass. And I just did not expect that at all. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What are we going to pick? Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe just to satisfy other people, I will not pick earwax or earworm. I don't think I could make a song about earworm that is an earworm. I could try. This song is an earworm, this song is an earworm, you can't get it out of your head because it's an earworm. I don't know about that one. Um, Let's do easel. I gotta put my painting on an easel. I'm gonna put the canvas up there and paint on the easel. I didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. I'm getting ready to make a painting. I'm gonna put the canvas on the easel. The easel is the ass of the painting. Oh, the canvas. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I just like to describe a thing that's sort of musical. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, What am I picking? I don't even know what I'm picking. Easel. Let's pick easel as the word of the episode. Sure. That's great. Uh, Okay, what's another movie I watched? Oh, I think I'm caught up. I got to watch more movies. Uh, You Hurt My Feelings. You Hurt My Feelings. This is a new, um, I guess you could call it a rom-com with uh, Louis, Louis, no. (laughs) What's her name? I'm blanking. Julia Louise Dreyfus. 
I think that's it. Why was that so hard to come up with? Um, it's uh, it's uh, relationship stuff. It's uh, it's it's good. It's good. I liked it. Um, there was some really like heartfelt emotion and and realness in there, but also just some like realistic uh, comedy. I, I yeah, I thought it was good. It's like people going through changes in their life, both professionally and relationships, and like how what what who am I? What am I doing? Uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, okay, that's it. That's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.